Good morning. Now, come on. Good morning. Ah, that's more like it. Good morning. It is good. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. If you're excited to be in the house of the Lord, won't you jump up? Let's praise God. Let's just give Him a praise. God is good. And this is a day that we can praise and worship Him. We are sitting with family this morning. Amen. Ah, oh, that is good. Amen. Please take your seats. Welcome to all our online viewers. I just want to take a moment. Who of you have got your phones with you? Please, let's welcome our family to church. Amen. Let's take a moment and let's just get to the links and let's just welcome, well, let's welcome family to church. Because you know what? When we're at church, there's life-giving moments that happen. Who's excited for a life-giving moment with Jesus this morning? Do you want a life giving moment with the Lord this morning. Do you really? Good, because this is the place to be. If you want to touch from God, you need to be in church. We need to be in church. We need to get our priorities right. Sunday is God's day, amen? Sunday is the day that we gather together as brothers and sisters in God. We are family. And we come together to praise the Lord, to lift His name up high. And we get encouraged, we get strengthened, and we are prepared to go out into the next six days of our week, shining a bright light that is Jesus Christ in us. You know, everywhere you go, you are a testimony. Everywhere you go, you are a testimony. Um, have you invited those friends? Have you invited some people to church this morning? If you have, wave your phone at me. Ah, I see some waving. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you for inviting friends to church this morning. It is good. Thank you, Lord, that we can just come into your presence this morning. I thank you, Lord, that you are here in the midst of us. I thank you, Father God, that you have your word that you want to share this morning. And I pray, Father, that as we dive into your word this morning, as we lift your name up high, as we turn our focus to Jesus Christ, your son, who is the risen king, who is the name that is above every other name. We thank you, Lord, that you have chosen us to be yours. And I thank you, Lord, for the work that you want to do in the hearts and the lives of your people. Amen. Amen. You know, our house is a house of prayer. Who likes to pray? Do you know that when you pray, things change? Do you know that when you pray and proclaim the Word of God, things change? Who of you can say that you've seen things change in your life in the last four months? Amen. Look at that. Every hand is raised. Prayer changes things. So I want to encourage each and every one of you, before I even get to the Word, on Tuesdays, we are a house that prays. And I wanna encourage you, when we pray, when we come together corporately as family, I wanna invite each and every one of you personally, come to the house, come and pray. Because when we pray, we pray personally, we pray for families, we pray for our schools, we pray for this nation, we pray for our government, we pray as the Holy Spirit leads, we proclaim the word of the Lord, we, we pray prophetically, and we are seeing the hand of God move, amen? You've just shown us every single hand about was raised in this building. God is moving. And for that, we can give Him the praise and the glory and the honor this morning. And it is through your prayers that we are seeing change happen. 
Amen. Amen. And in praying, we do what the sermon is about this morning. Through prayer, this is one of the ways that we put Jesus first. We put Jesus first. And that is all about what we are talking about this morning. You see, when you need Jesus, you need Him personally. You need Him in your day-to-day decisions, in your daily walk. You know, when we read the Bible, the first sentence starts, within the beginning, God. And then it tells us everything that God did. And I wanna tell you, church, this morning that in your beginnings, find God. Turn your attention to Him. When you wake up in the morning, God. When you brush your teeth, God. When you need to answer the phone and make decisions, God. Find your focus on Him first because He is the one who is the author and finisher of our faith. He is the one who knows what's gonna happen in your day. He knows where you're going to be tonight. He knows where you're gonna be tomorrow. He knows what's coming your way. So before you even go about anything, in the beginning, God, make sure your focus is Him. And for all of you who are here, remember when we spoke about the first fruits in the beginning of the year, we said that what you do on the first sanctifies the rest. You're in church here, It sanctifies and redeems your Monday through Saturday. When you put God first in your life, He sanctifies and redeems the rest. Because Jesus says His burden is light, His yoke is not heavy. Following Jesus should not be hard. Yes, we face trials. Yes, we face tribulations. Yes, we go through difficult things. But following Jesus is easy. Because when you come to Jesus, you come to Him as you are, but you need to come to Him with a thing called childlike faith. You need to say, Lord, I believe Your Word, I believe You're with me. And then every single time the enemy comes with lies and deception, trying to trick you and trying to confuse you, you stand on the Word of God and you say, no, my Lord said He would never leave me or forsake me. No, my Lord said He would provide for me. No, God said He would make a way for me. Because you must realize something about this amazing, wonderful Father God and Lord Jesus Christ that we serve. Is that if you look in the Word, the Bible is all about a single question that He asks. For a few few weeks now, I've been reading through. I've read through Jeremiah. I've read through Isaiah. I'm busy going through Ezekiel. And there is a question that God asks. It's like a heartbeat of His that He keeps asking His people. And He is madly in love with His people. The nation of Israel is chosen ones. He's madly in love with His people. Empowered church, He's madly in love with you. You are His people. And we see the favor of God in your lives. We see it in Durban. We see it in Somerset. We have got much to praise God for because Empowered Church, you are a church, you are a people who is loved by God. And that is something we can praise Him for this morning. God loves you deeply, passionately. He is madly in love with you. And every time I open the scriptures, I'm seeing Him ask a question. And He is simply asking this, will you choose me? And the reality is that more often than not, we don't. We see it in scripture. 
a nation chosen, a nation favored, a nation blessed, a nation that saw the most miraculous movements of God that we could ever hope to see. And yet they still did not choose God because they got distracted, because they focused on the things around them, because they were enticed. There's no something, the devil is the father of lies. He knows how to deceive a person. He knows how to confuse a person. He knows how to come in and twist truth to make, to make you stumble. He knows how to take your focus from things above and to put them down on things below. But we as a people need to rise up and say, no, I choose to put my eyes on things above. I choose the Word of God in my life. I choose Jesus. You wanna say that with me this morning? Say, I choose Jesus. Yes, let's do that again. I choose Jesus. Amen. I choose His Word. I choose His ways. Amen. Because it's all for the glory of God. The Word says we live our lives unto Jesus. We live our lives unto God. And there will come a day where we will stand before Him and we will answer. And it should be a glorious day where the grace and the love and the compassion of God says, well done. And He welcomes us into His presence. We should have no fear because God has promised us so many things, but He asks us a question. Jesus asks us a question and He says it so plainly in His Word. He says, I give you a choice, life or death. And He says, choose life. And when we live our days, we say, Lord God, I put you first. Lord God, please help me. Lord God, where should I go? Father God, what should I do? Should I buy this? Should I buy that? Should I sign this contract? Should I sign that contract? That is all different little ways of putting God first. It is a dialogue. It is a relationship. It is taking the time to listen to what He's telling you. So I'm gonna encourage you, church. Let's be a church that says, thank you, God, that you love me. I choose you. And you must realize something about that question. This is not the same question that our own hearts beat daily. Do we not look ourselves in the mirror and hope that someone would choose us? That someone would love me? That someone would choose to be with me? Don't we ask those same questions? If you think that all through school and high school, you always hope and wonder, won't somebody notice me? Won't somebody see me? Won't somebody recognize that I am worth loving? We've all been there. We've all been there. And we get ourselves involved into things and situations that can hurt us and things because we're so in need of having that question answered that we make hectic sacrifices to chase that answer, don't we? Yeah, those of you who are saying yes, thank you for your honesty. We do. We work hard. We pursue things. We try everything. We accumulate. We look the look. We walk the talk. We do everything we can to have one question answered. Will you choose me? I'm here this morning to tell you, church, that there is a Father in heaven. There is a Jesus Christ, your Savior. There is a Holy Spirit that isn't choosing you. He has chosen you. He has chosen you. Before this very earth's foundations were laid, he chose you and He turned all His devotion to you and He worked all the things out for you. 
Because you must realize you were known in heaven before you were formed in your mother's womb. And every single day that you were to walk was known by a God who's promised He would work all things in your favor to the good. But He says, choose me, choose me, choose me. He says, choose me and I will help you. Choose me, I will be with you. He's with you regardless of whether you choose Him or not. But He's waiting there. He's like, just look to me, turn to me, listen to me. Because He wants your life to be led by the love of His Holy Spirit who will never leave you or forsake you, who is always with you. I wanna encourage you church, this morning, we need to realize that God has got a plan for each and every one of us. You see, Paul encourages us in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 13, oh, 11 verse three, sorry. Paul is concerned because he's looking at the church in Corinth and he's saying, I don't want you to be deceived. And this is his concern, and he uses Eve as an, as an example. He says, Eve was deceived. Eve made an independent decision when she should have been dependent on God, and so, well, the rest is history. And Paul is saying, I'm concerned for you, that you get deceived from the simple purity of your love for Christ. There is a simple purity in our loving Christ. It's not difficult, it should be easy. It is a simple coming to Jesus, recognizing how much He loves you and resting in that love. It is not difficult. It's as simple as a quiet prayer under your breath of Holy Spirit help me, or Lord please guide me. It is easy, it's not difficult, it's not complicated. You don't have to do anything to receive the love and the help of the Holy Spirit. It takes but a prayer. It takes not even a second. It's help me, Lord. It's simple. It's easy. It's for all of us this morning because we need Him. We need to be dependent on God. And He wants us to take His hand this morning and step into that. I want to entrust, I want to trust you with this verse this morning. God says in Matthew 6 verse 33, He says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and all these things will be added. Who is God's righteousness? Who is the righteousness of God? It's Jesus, seek Jesus first. Seek His kingdom, seek His Son and everything else you need, everything else you want, God will take care of it, He knows what you need. But we need to say, Lord, I put you first. Jesus, I turn my eyes to you. And we need to go with that. We need to realize, you see, God says, He says, isn't it beautiful? Listen to God's word. John 13, verse 34 to 35 says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. And so you must love each other. And by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. So for that verse to work in our lives, we first need to go to the source of all love. We need to go to God. We need to love God first. All the commandments, everything God has done in His Word are summed up in those two sentences. Love God, love people. Let's say it together, say, love God, love people. Let's do it again, love God, love people. Amen.
Let's give God the praise, amen? Because He is worthy of all praise. 1 John 4 verse 19 says, We love because He first loved us. We can love because He loved. We get to love Him because He loved us first. So it's a call back to knowing the God that loves you. It's knowing that Jesus loves you. It's recognizing that you have His Holy Spirit dwelling and living within you, that you have God within you, you have love residing in you. And we need to acknowledge that, realize that, recognize the person that is God and walk with Him daily and ask Him, Lord, how should I do this? What should I do? How do I go about everything? Because you're growing. We don't stay babies all our lives, we grow. And as a Christian, you grow. Now, when you look at a grain of wheat, it is surrounded by chaff. Now the chaff gets burned. The chaff is unnecessary. It has served its purpose. The wheat has grown. In the same way, every time there is a success in your life, there is a part that needs to fall away. There's a part that is no longer necessary. If you look at a sports, if sports training, you master one skill, you then move on to the next level. You don't need to do that anymore. It doesn't mean it wasn't, it's bad, it doesn't mean it's evil, it just means that you don't need that anymore. So sometimes we are in a place in our lives that we are holding on to things we don't need anymore. And God wants to encourage you today, wants to say, let it go and enjoy the victory, grow some more, and let go of the next thing. You see, every success has something that gets burned. Every step of growth is something that gets burned. And it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it was bad for you. It just means it's no longer necessary for the next season that you are going into. Jesus wants to take you into another season this morning. He wants to take you into another season. And He wants to do it today. He wants to do it now. You see, the Lord brings us to a place of personal intimacy and breakthrough. He invites us into deeper relationship with Him, but it does take surrender. It does take laying things down. It does say, Lord, you come first in my time, in my priorities, in my decisions. You see, if you look at Revelations 2, it tells us the picture of a church that was doing a lot of things right. They understood authority, they understood government, they understood structure, brilliantly so. They could identify false prophets and apostles and all sorts, they had it all going, they were doing well. However, they'd fallen away from their first love, they'd fallen away from intimacy with Jesus, they'd fallen away from intimacy with Abba Father, they'd fallen away from relationship, which means they were started to act independently, they started to act in with the structure. But there's something that structure needs. And if you look at Revelations 21, it gives a very strange picture. It describes the bride of Christ coming down as a building. And now a bride and a building don't seem to have much in common. However, if you realize something very interesting about that picture, it explains it. That structure is birthed out of romance. So structures that God gives us is birthed out of romance for us and with us. 
God wants us to follow His Word and His ways out of a love relationship with Him. The two cannot function independently of each other because then you get religion that holds you down and keeps you bound. And if you just have relationship, then you're also not quite where you need to be. It is a balance of both because the relationship brings the structure. If you think about your, your households, if you think about your marriages, if you think about your relationships with your family, your relationship with a person brings in a structure. You're not gonna walk into your boss's house, bust down the door and go grab some food out of the fridge and go watch his TV now, are you? You don't have the relationship for that. But if I'm a son and a daughter, I can go to my mom's house and I can enjoy the time with them and I can enjoy things in their home. Why? I've got the relationship. The relationship brings the structure. If I don't have a relationship with my children, my discipline is not going to encourage them, it's going to hurt them and break them. But because I have a relationship with them, when I bring in the structure, it works. It's the same thing with our, our husbands, our wives. Out of that place of romance, there is structure. Because we love and serve one another. We prioritize each other. Because if you fall into a place where there's just structure and no romance, then you have a problem. It's not supposed to be that way. The same way it is with God. We are in a love relationship. We are in a romance with the King of Kings and the Lord of all. He wants what's best for us. He wants to give us good things. To get the structure, we have to have the relationship and the two away from each other is not the whole picture. So we need that. You see, there's a simplicity of devotion. See, because sometimes we become so mature and so almost impressed with our own growth that we forget it's still by grace. Even on my best day, it's only by the grace of God. And on my worst day, I'm just aware that it was by His grace. You know, my best day is a grace day. There is nothing I can do that is not fully reliant on His grace. See, we need to remember, we must remain childlike. We need to have that, that, that view. You see, because sometimes in our lives, we grow past our passion. We go, grow past that fire of when we were first saved, of when we first met Jesus and we grow and we become mature and we do all of these things and the things of life weigh us down and we lose that passion. We lose it. And today I feel the Lord is inviting us back to that place of intimacy, that place of relationship, that place of setting your eyes on Jesus, of making Him your focus and resting in Him and trusting Him. You know, Oftentimes for me, just saying, Lord, I trust you, Lord, I trust you, it becomes a confession. And who knows that faith comes from hearing, and hearing what? The Word of God. So I say, Lord, I can trust you. Lord, I trust you. I say it out loud so that the spiritual realm can hear it, so that the atmosphere can hear it, but that my own ears and my own heart and my own soul and my own faith can hear it and be stirred up to stand because we can all agree that we face difficult things. But God says that through the storm, I'm with you. God says that whatever you're facing, I will help you. And this morning, He's calling you back to a place where you say, Lord God, I need you. We need Him. Because it's by His grace, it's by His power, it's by His love, it's by His ways 
and we become instruments of that. But it's all for Him. It is all for Him. The answer to it all is first love. Jesus first. That is the ultimate answer. We need to have the, 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 we need to have the devotion to Christ that is willing to lay down all agendas, all plans, all the things that we like hold on to. Say, God, you first. We need to say, Lord, it's you. And you see, when we do that, when we do that, we, we come back to God, we also then allow God to do the protecting. God wants to protect you. He wants to take care of you. You see, I simply want to explain something. This is very beautiful. This is in John 15, verse one to four. It says that I am the true, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Now, who of you wanna be fruitful? Who wants to be fruitful this morning? So we need to endure a little bit of pruning, amen? That's a little bit of that chaff that gets taken away. It's no longer necessary so that we can have more fruit. And the thing is, when you are fruitful in your life, it blesses the people around you. So it's from that love relationship with God. Okay, I'm growing, there's fruit. Okay, He loves me, so He prunes me. There's more fruit. That's where the loving people comes in because that fruit God uses to nourish the people around you. So whether you're walking in patience, whether you're walking in love or joy or peace, but if you're walking prosperity, whatever it is, God is gonna use to nourish the people around you. And in so doing, you are loving people. So what you receive from God, you're going to give to other people. So we need to be in that place of, I'm with the Lord, I'm receiving from Him, I can give to other people. And it becomes a place of overflow. And it comes from a place of relationship because you, it just comes from that place, amen? It comes from relationship, it comes from overflow. It comes from listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So wherever you go, there's an opportunity to be Jesus to someone. And let me just encourage you, church, you are a light that shines. Whether you feel like a light or not, you are a light that shines the love of God, whether you are aware of it or not, because knowing Jesus makes you different. Knowing Jesus makes you different and people notice because there is a dying world out there that is crying out for a Savior and you are that point of connection. You and the way you live your life are that point of connection. And God is gonna use your life to save people out there. So be that connection, be that light, be in that place where you listen. So now I wanna just look at this revelation. So now in Hebrews 12, verse six to nine, he says, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. So discipline makes you a legitimate son and daughter. So we endure this hardship of discipline. Nobody likes discipline, but we need discipline. God is treating you as His children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? We are all disciplined, amen? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Now listen to this, let's go back to the true vine. This next verse, verse three. So God wants to prune us so we can be more fruitful. Pruning is also discipline, okay? Chastening. Listen to this, Jesus tells his disciples, verse three, 
You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Let's catch this revelation this morning. You are already clean because of this word I have spoken to you. You are already clean. That means that pruning does not have to be hardship and difficult circumstances all the time. That is not the only way we get pruned. And that is, I don't think, if you look at the scripture, that's not the way God wants to prune His people. Pruning, discipline, chastening comes through listening. God says in His Word, choose life, listen and live. God is saying, if you listen, you are being pruned, you are being made clean, you are being made more fruitful. Choose to listen. Choose to apply the Word of God in your life. Choose to pray. Choose to seek Him. Choose to follow Him. Choose to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. In so doing, you are being pruned and you are fruitful and you have the fruit of being a legitimate son and daughter in God. It is an easy process. It does not mean hardship and difficulty. It means that when you listen to the Word of the Lord, when you take that truth and you listen and you live it, you are being pruned and the fruit is automatic. The fruit will be in your life. Isn't that a beautiful promise this morning? You can, you are being pruned right now through listening to the Word of God. So then he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. Remain in the atmosphere of worship. Remain in the Word and He remains in us. So no matter how you are feeling, there is never a moment of any time in your life that God is not with you. The Holy Spirit was sent to this world. He was called to come alongside every single son and daughter to open their eyes and to lead them to the Son that is Jesus Christ, who will lead them to the Father, which is ever Father, so that we can know them. You are not alone and you never have been. We need to come back to Jesus. We need Him. We need Him this morning. You see, it starts with a God that loved us so much that He sent His only Son so that we can come into relationship with Him. All through the Word, if you, when you're reading the Bible, you will hear the call that God Himself cries, will you choose me? And are we a people this morning that says, yes, God? Because if that is you this morning, I would like you to stand up with me this morning. And if you can, please come to the front. Let us turn our eyes upon Jesus. Let us trust for the shift right now because faith is now. And I believe that this is a time that God Himself wants to minister unto you. So please, if that is you this morning, please stand. If that is you this morning, please stand and come to the front. We wanna pray with you because God wants to take you to a new place of love and intimacy with Him. Jesus. Himself, His presence is here. I see a lot of people are standing up. Please come to the altar. Please come to the front. 
Yes, let's encourage you. Welcome. Let's come to Jesus. Let's just come to the Lord. I don't know where the worship team is. The worship is going to give the worship team a chance to come. I say well done to listening to the Word of God this morning. While we're waiting for the worship team and while I know there's more that want to come up, we're just going to give you time to come up to the front. I just want to pray for the church. Let's, every, let's, let's start to pray. Let's start to intercede. I want to pray for those who need to give their lives to the Lord this morning. The church, every eye closed, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to intercede. And if you are someone who has never met Jesus before, but you feel the pull on your heart this morning, just pray with me this morning. Church, let's begin to pray. Let's pray for our family. Let's pray for our brothers and our sisters. Let's pray. And for those of you who want to give your lives to the Lord, pray after me and say, Dear Lord Jesus, I acknowledge you as Lord and Savior. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of all. And you love me. And this morning, I choose you as Lord and Savior of my life. And as of this moment, my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I know that I will meet you in heaven as my Savior one day. I accept you now as Lord of my life. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And I wanna, amen, let's praise God, that is beautiful. <laughs> I wanna ask this morning, if that was you, I wanna ask you to be brave. Please put up your hands. Oh, praise God, I'm seeing hands, amen? I'm seeing many hands. I wanna invite you to this side of the stage, your right, my left. All of you who have given your life to the Lord this morning, please come to the front. We want to get your name and your details so that we can phone you and connect as family, so that we can come alongside of you. So I wanna invite you, please come to the front. We're gonna give you a few minutes to please come to the front, those of you who have given your life to the Lord. I saw many hands, so we'll wait for you this morning, amen? There were many hands. Please come to the front that we can get your name, that we can pray with you, that we can reach out to you, that we can encourage you. Amen. We'll wait for you this morning. Pastor Stephen, I'm going to ask that you just be on standby for those who did. I think the moment's a bit big because there were many hands. Let's just, let's, just, let's just encourage our brothers and sisters this morning. Let's just praise the Lord because I saw many hands go up. 
and you are now in the kingdom of God. So please do not leave this morning without connecting to a pastor or back at the welcome corner that we can welcome you into the kingdom. Where's the worship team? Can we sing, please? Church, let's just stand and sing this song as we praise the Lord, as we pray this year. Yes, Lord God, we love you, we praise you, we worship you this morning. the top Aiden. Let's just take it from the top. Just, just that we love you Lord. Lord we love you. Yes Lord we do. We praise you this morning.
Amen. Let's just give God the praise and the glory for a moment. Amen. Let's just give God all the praise and all the glory. Amen. We serve a God that loves us and that knows us. And what you've been filled with this morning, I want to encourage you, church, be a people that loves God and loves people. And we're very excited. I'm going to invite Pastor Eric on stage. He's got something incredible to share with you. It is an opportunity for you to live a life of loving people. We as a church, Empowered Church, is passionate about loving people. And we have many practical ways of doing it. And we are going to share with you something that we are launching today, where we are going to love people. We're going to love people as a family. We're going to love people as a community. We are going to love people. And Pastor Eric has got so much to share with you about that. Let's praise the Lord one more time. He is good. He loves you. He is with you. And in this day, we will praise and worship the Lord, for He is good. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Eric.